We are not available now. Please leave your name and phone number after the beep. We will return your call. Hey, huge fan. Been following for a while. Just have a quick question. By any chance, are you former Ravens Super Bowl MVP Joe Flacco? For the 169th nice time, I am not Joe Flacco. This is not Joe Flacco, the podcast. Here with the boys, Doug and Trevor. No Nine times. No Thursday Night Football tonight. We were, we were just being bummed about what Trevor was. I don't know. I don't. I still don't know what I think about Thursday night football. I like having the extra day of football, but I just knowing everything we know about how fucking beat up these guys' bodies are. It's it just feels like they've got to they've got to do a better job of maybe you get the you, you every team coming off the they get a buy right before they got to figure something out. But um, anyways, I was because the Niners played on the last. Thursday night game, and that was so much fun. Um, and I was like looking at it, going like, "Okay, cool. Well, we got ten days to rest, so it's kind of like a mini bye week." So, you know, I'm conflicted about it, kind of both ways. But it's not like I have any say. I run a meme page. Um, how are you, boys? Doing well. Good. Good. Um, good, good. Good. I. Uh, I was tempted to podcast. When did, what was it, Tuesday that we found out that John Madden died? Yeah, Tuesday. Yep. I was like tempted to just like fucking like just jump on the podcast and just start like going like right then and there. Um, and I, it was, uh, it was, I was I, strangely emotional about it. Like I wasn't, I didn't like, you know, burst into tears over John Madden dying, but it was like it, like him dying brought up like a ton of just kind of like good nostalgia feels. Yeah. Um, and, uh, anyways, I, I just like what well, I will start with Doug. Doug, have you ever met him? Yes. Uh, eh, it's more along the lines of I was in the same room with him. I shook his hand and he spoke and I didn't. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's, you know. that's meeting someone. Yeah, yeah. I was I was a little kid, and I probably like I barely knew who he was. Um, this might have even like been before like the Madden video games. I was that young. Um, but yeah, man, he was he would like just from the one time I just remember him being exactly like what he was like on TV, just big, loud, laughing, all eyes on him when he was in the room. Um, because when I when I saw him, I was in the room with a bunch of other, you know, I was a little kid in the room with a bunch of football hall of famers and him and some actors and famous people at one of the hall of fame things. So, but uh, I mean, I, I did shed a tear for John Madden when he died, even though he like, I think I might have mentioned it on a podcast a couple weeks ago. I saw a picture of him and he was he was looking pretty pretty old. So I so I wasn't surprised by the news, but. The guy had the biggest impact in our lifetime on on professional football. There's nobody that even touches what he's done. Um, maybe even before him. I don't know. Yeah, yeah somebody, I mean, I mean he's ar- arguably most one of the most, or arguably the most influential person on and off the football field in professional football history. 
Yeah, I'm, I I was somebody messaged me. I got a bunch of DMs. Somebody messaged me and was like, "There's no way EA Sports is as big as they are without Madden." I'm like, "Dude, there's no way football's as big as it is without Madden." Right. Like right. it's um the popularity of that video game and fantasy sports has put professional football at a very, very strong number one in this country. It is the, I mean, it is something that indoctrinates kids early. Yeah. Right. Into understanding what a three, four defense is, understanding what a nickel defense is, the dime package, like all of this shit that, um, you wouldn't, you just don't get from basketball. Right. right. Like, yeah. Yeah, um, it's taught the game to casuals and made them non-casual for decades. Right. Um, and the regardless of where the game has gone, but I mean, his specific impact on like, hey, no, we're not making this. This isn't like very early on, basically, even at the Atari level or whatever the first edition of that that came out was, right? the or computer game or whatever it was the, the the first one that came out where he was like no this is going to be 11 on 11 and here's an old playbook and you make this as real as you fucking can or you don't get my name on it yeah. um was such a uh kind of like fucking just a baller thing to do at the beginning of video games. Yeah, it was the first sports video game to you know be a virtual reality as opposed to a game. And um and then and and then him you know cuz like when it was Joe Montana sports talk football or um you know Ken Griffey Jr baseball or any of that other stuff none of those things felt as real because you didn't have because Madden was the color guy on on the John Madden football games. And so your football game sounded just like Fox and CB, you know CBS football or Fox football um throughout the 90s and, and early 2000s. Like that was that was where it was at. Um yeah. But like yeah, just the uh I I didn't did you guys watch what have you guys seen the, the Fox documentary? I have documentary. I have it recorded. I, I'm gonna watch it soon. Dude, I was like my my wife looked over at me at one point. She says, Are you fucking crying? <laughs> yes. Shut the fuck up. Of course I'm crying. Um the part he's there's um there's the there's the the family aspect of it where he starts talking, it's like you know, it's like all oh, the dad stuff just get dad and kid stuff gets me like nothing else right now. Um, I think because like my kids are so young and there's still so much ahead of them and, and I'm doing all that kind of like projecting. Um, and then my dad's so old, like my dad's, you know, 77. So, you know, he's John Madden's generation, right? Like um, all of that stuff is just kind of like, you know, just gets just hits you right in the, the feels and uh, um, his kids play a role in the documentary 
Um, bunch at the end, it's just a bunch of players saying a bunch of really nice things, and him just sitting there and watching it, and is just like, oh, okay, yeah, this is fun. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep, just gonna sit here sobbing at the dining table, at the dinner table. Um, I'll be watching that one by myself. Yeah. <laughs> A box of tissues. Are those are those happy Which... tissues or are those sad tissues? <laughs> a little bit of both. Love the guy. <laughs> um, um, I mean, John Madden narrated our lives. Like, you know, it's always funny. People ask, like, oh, you know, if someone can narrate your life, oh yeah, like Morgan Freeman could narrate my life, but John Madden would narrate my life. Right. If I could have the... someone do it, it would be that voice, that big right. chamber head. Nobody had a voice or delivery like him. Right. Frank Caliendo, if anybody knows who that is, he's a great, uh, he does a great, great impression of John Madden, yeah. probably the best. Our buddy Curtis, we got to give him some love because he does a pretty good one. You got to have a certain size skull to do <laughs> right. a John Madden, <laughs> John Madden imi- like voice imitation. And uh, he's got to reverberate. It, so. Yeah. It's, it's but like it's one a... of my. One of my favorite things of all time is just John Madden and Pat Summerall. Like, just those guys going back and forth. Like, seeing all these videos online of those two since Madden passed, like, oh, man, it's rough. It's rough. John Madden was the man. But he is for certain on the Mount Rushmore football of football, of professional football. It's, like, it's – he'd be his own fucking mountain. Yeah, like he, like three of his heads could be as a coach, commentator, and the guy who created the football game, and, and then yeah. the the fourth head could be the commercials. Yep. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's like he. There's <laughs> nobody else had the gravitas. Like, can you imagine like Romo trying to pull all of this off right now? No. It's impossible. Yet he was pitching beer, fucking athlete's foot medication, uh, ace hardware, I think. Yep. Um, yep. And on top of that was the lead announcer, uh, had the number one selling video game in the world, $7 billion worth of revenue for EA Sports. Owen was the winningest coach in football history, minimum 100 games won. Like, bananas. Just a bananas resume, but yeah, I, right. I think he is. He's he's like the Mount Everest of football. Everybody and, else can have their pick four other guys for the Rushmore, but he is just he is the Mount Everest of football. And I'll, I'll be honest with you, there's nobody that's going to be able to even touch the impact that he's had. Like, there's nothing coming down the pipeline. There's nothing in the future. There's nobody that's going to approach the like, yeah, I mean, the print he's left on the professional football. Yeah, that's not like a repetitive, you know, next guy up kind of deal. He was a very unique individual, and uh, I mean, he's a legend. He's a, and you know that word gets used a lot, but he's an absolute legend. And yeah. uh, you know, and, and like and, the bet. Sorry, go ahead. No, it was just and and think about you know that his uh, his legacy lives on through that game, right? There are kids who have no idea who John Madden is, who, you know, need to know who he is. And and, and his name will be on that. Yeah. The, yeah. um, I, I, the, 
going back to the Mount Rushmore point, right? Like he's had, he had three different hall of fame careers. Like he could have been in, if, if somebody had just been the guy that was the EA sports, the NFL video game name on the box, right? That guy gets into the hall of fame as a contributor, just as a broadcaster for 30 or 40 years gets into the could get into the hall of fame by himself just on his broadcasting and then to have won 119 games in a super bowl hall of fame on its own like he he had three separate hall of fame careers it just fit into one gigantic goofy redheaded and doug i swear to god i've watched every single time they show old like young john madden in the documentary (laughs) I'm just sitting there with like pointing at the screen, yelling at my wife. This is Doug's Halloween costume. This is Doug's Halloween costume. <laughs> I might have to do it this year. Shit. That's my guy. John, man. And you know, the funniest thing is kind of something that I forgot, um, but I've been seeing it pop up um, in his remembrance little Twitter posts. Um, but dude, he was fucking hilarious. Oh yeah, Dude, he was so funny, and like him, him doing like the teleprompter, telestrator thing, like yeah. with people with people in the crowd, like, no, uh, and just not even that, but just he was on Letterman and was like cracking Letterman up, like people like, in the crowd. He used to do like he used to use the telestrator to break down the turducken, um, <laughs> like the th- the thing with him, like when they were doing the promo for the cops, and he's like, oh. The guy without the shirt—that's the guy yeah. that did it. Yeah. <laughs> the thing, the thing about the the thing about that show is, the thing about that show is, is whoever's the guy that doesn't have the shirt on, he's the guy that did it. It's fucking like, and he's he's riffing this stuff like he was so quick, right? But it was it was and, and to the the layman, right? The casual, it seems like he's just, you know, saying dumb shit. But but it, it's Yogi Berra, but intelligently. Right, he's stating he's stating the obvious. Even when he's see, when the receiver goes downfield, he should get the ball. Right, like 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 just saying the absolute blatantly obvious shit. But it was tongue in cheek, in a way, because it was so simplified. And you know, he was also able to reach so many people that way because it was so simple. If if you would if he'd said the things he'd said any other way, right, right. It comes. It it'd be like, is this guy stupid? Right. Like, you know, it's like it's shit. It's stuff like you know. It's like he every every telecast he would Trevor to your point. He'd say something so simple, kind of like along the lines of like, hey, if you got more points, you end up winning the game. So the goal is to get more points, right? Yeah. But like, he says it like a guy at the bar that you're sitting with, not some guy who's trying to be. Um, who's trying to be kind of like who's trying to sound important, right? He right. never tried to sound important. He was just trying. He just loved football, and that was like basically, if you just sat down, you'd be like, okay, this guy really loves football, right? And 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 and, and he and he most likely derived the way of that that speak from the way he talked to his players, right? Being very direct and very clear. And you know, spelling out exactly what needs to be done very clearly. 
and very yeah, simply. And, and and that's one of the things that that is one of the quotes that's come out. He's like, you know, he's like, I'm just a football coach, and I've just stayed a football coach regardless of whatever I've been doing. Um, but like football coaches have, you know, there's there's a performative aspect to being a coach and being a leader. You got to get up and you know rally the troops and fucking get people fired up. But he he would. I there was there's one anecdote that somebody shared. There's uh um uh basically it's it's like him, Summerall, and this other guy. They're sitting around, and Madden goes, uh, you know, he's from Arkansas. Those guys never amount to anything. Or name name one guy from Arkansas that ever made it in the league. He kind of just he just throws this thing out. Name one guy from Arkansas that ever made it in the league. And the guy's like, oh, it's easy. He rattles off like four or five names. And Madden turns to Summerall, who went to Arkansas and was like, see, asshole, nobody gives a shit about you. And <laughs> it was because the guy didn't say Summerall. He's just like, see, asshole, nobody gives a shit about you. <laughs> and I'm reading it and I'm like, holy fuck, he curses. Like, I, I, that was the thing. Not only was it funny, and he just like set Summerall up just to, and you know, Summerall's probably heard that joke 15 times and was sitting there going, like, oh, motherfucker, not again. Um, <laughs> but to have, like, oh, but of course he'd curse. Like, of course he'd curse. As much as, as often as I've heard that guy talk, as many words of his as have flowed through my ears, I'd never heard him curse. And so then to just like read this anecdote, we call Summerall an asshole lovingly. Yeah. Was just like, it was like, my, it opened up this whole other like, like passageway in my brain. I had to like rewire fucking synapses to be like, well, duh, John Madden would fucking do nothing but curse. If right. he wasn't. <laughs> That's all he would say is fuck this and fuck that. And you fucking piece of shit and fuck you ref. And like, <laughs> That's all he would say. And I'm sitting there going like, oh, now I really just need to hear him curse a lot. <laughs> yeah, he's everybody's, every, he was everybody's favorite uncle. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's the best, dude. And I'll tell you what, watching all the, watching all the, you know, the little posts about Madden and all the, his different things, the one that got me, when he gets off the bus on the Little Giants and starts talking about going to Canton, single tier. There you go. Okay. the um the there's there and see i'd forgotten about the all madden team until i watched the documentary i that wouldn't have been probably one of the 10 first 10 things i would have thought of if like not for it being mentioned but like that was fucking i like tuned into that that was a that was an important thing for me when i was like a teenager right. Was who made the All Madden team, and and apparently it was important for it was important for the players as well because like you know like apparently pl- the like the Friday because Madden pioneered that Friday showing up and watching practice on Friday for both teams kind of thing, and like they didn't do that before all those production meetings where you'd like sit around and talk with. They'd talk with the quarterback or talk with the coach or whatever. That didn't happen before Madden, but because it was Madden, the coaches showed up. And, like, there's a bunch of coaches there that are out there going, like, 
Dude, Michael Irvin didn't go 100% in practice his entire career unless John Madden was there. Like, because he didn't want Madden to fucking be like, hey, you know, guys out here dogging it. Um, but just so just like that kind of fucking impact, that kind of like gravitas to just like guys he guys he that weren't even responsible to him. Right. Guys that didn't have to give a shit about his opinion were like, no, that guy, that guy's the guy you fucking like you you go hard in front of. Yeah, I mean that's how that's the respect he demanded. Like you said, gravitas. Like yeah, there wasn't anybody bigger than John Madden. And there isn't, and you can you imagine anybody doing that for Collinsworth or fucking Romo or right. Aikman right now? Like, no, hell no, right? Absolutely not. <laughs> like, there's no way. Um. Anyway, just it was. Uh, I'm, and here's the other thing. I thought I'm glad he wasn't. I'm glad he predated the internet for the most part. Like. The, I, I'm glad he didn't have to deal with like the snarky bullshit, right? Oh, look, yeah. like, like, oh, har har. Madden said this. Well, duh, and or like, here's the analytics. Here's here's why analytics says Madden is wrong. Like, I'm <coughs> just so glad he predated yeah. all of that shit. Well, and and that brings me to something I saw. Um... You know, I want to, you guys want to get mad. Um, but of course, you know, when somebody like this passes away and there's just universal praise, there's always, there's always that group of assholes who just need to say something negative, right? Right. Right. And, uh, you talking about some, the, you talking about the doctor that tweeted out, uh, yeah. 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 And this fucking virtue signaling piece of shit. Like, just give me attention, right? And, and and like he says, what does he say? I have lots of opinions on John Madden. The creation of the Madden video game was not a great development for the U.S. It further glamorized violence and dehumanized black athletes, helping to establish plantation cosplay. That's what yeah. this motherfucker says. <laughs> it's like, like, dude, like... It, it, and, and, and there was just a great response. Up. One of the best responses was, the Madden game paid half a billion dollars in licensing fees to the NFL Players Union, and the PA uses a lot of those funds to take care of retired players. Madden, Madden's legacy has done more for those men to take care of their families than you will ever know. Do some research. Dude, right? Didn't like, that come from like the Players Association? The tweet? Yeah. I, I follow this guy called Big Angry Law. He's a, he's a, He was a Texas judge, and he does, he has, does a podcast. I just really gotcha. like his. He's like center right um i just i just i don't like all of his opinions but just the way he says shit is, is awesome yeah. but he, re, he reposted this and was like and just said that like tell me you're an awful human being who seeks to exploit the historical horrors and realities of slavery as a vehicle to demonize a person universally regarded as kind and compassionate for academic and social media attention without telling me you're an awful human like <laughs> he's got some good he's good he's smart as fuck but yeah i mean and that brought me and it's like you know and sometimes sometimes people you know even when robin williams passed away um you know he it was it was suicide and and i have strong feelings about that um he was one of those celebrity deaths that affected me right i stopped for a little bit and and it you know it uh it it affected my week 
And uh, you still, you know, I still had this, there's a thought process around the way in which his life ended, right? And the choices he had made and things like that. When I see something like this about John Madden, I don't go, I don't think about it. I go, fuck you and move on. Right. Like th there's something. And, and to get to what you were saying, not Joe, about glad he was there before Internet, because Internet ruins good people. You know, um, human beings are human beings. Everybody has skeletons in their closet and, and doesn't says some fucked up shit. But I'm really glad that. There isn't that much to tarnish John Madden because of so, how highly regarded he was and in. in in sports and, and in, in broadcasting and in everything, right? You guys are a fucking stellar human being. Yeah. No, it's, um, it's that, it's that thing where the internet has, the internet has allowed us to find that one person that will argue against anything. Mm -hmm. And it, and it's not always the same person, obviously, but everybody's got one opinion well, it's not they even the, just it's can't not, keep to themselves. Well, it's not just one person. It's a group of people, and it's almost a personality disorder, right? This will be in the DSM in, in a couple decades, right, of, of, of a social media personality disorder of one who needs to find when, – when, when people are being celebrated, uh, find a reason not to. When, when, when you're excited about something, tell, tell somebody you're stupid, right? Just like those fucking people who are just the worst. It's the Skip Bayless effect. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it's 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 an inability to like to just sit there and go like it because it, it's not trolling, right? They no, don't, but they don't shine light on themselves. It's it's for attention. They don't see yeah, they don't see it as trolling. It's not kind of it's it's like trying to be like it's clever, it's trying yeah. to be clever by like ten to the tenth degree. Right, well, let's play. Let's like, play devil's advocate here. Right, uh, right. It's like a not, consistent devil's advocate. Which LeBron's is, not good. Yeah, he's right. not good. Yep. John so Madden yeah, no. I'm, game. There was there was one um, like there was one play where Madden is jumping up and down because Barry Switzer went for it on fourth and one or something like that, and like ran the same play he did on third and one, and it's it's the same thing. And today, right, Madden and listen, maybe. Maybe Madden comes along 10 years later and he's still doing games right now and everything else. Maybe he's, his tune gets changed or something, or he, he seeks to understand the analytical or something. And I was like, okay, like there's an analytical argument for that's going for it on fourth and one. And Madden's jumping up and down about it. And I'm just like, I'm like, you know what? I'm glad in watching that. Cause knowing that like, Hey, if that was Collinsworth today and he was jumping up and down about the fourth and one, my feed would just be filled with a bunch of people that, maybe rightly you're saying, Hey, calm down. Maybe it was a bad play call, but it was the right thing. And, um, and I'm just glad Madden didn't have to deal with that shit that like, right. And but he was a, he just, he's a football coach and the winningest of all time, highest winning percentage of all time. And there's a nuance to the, the, the way to use analytics versus real life and feeling right. And gut, right. right. And, and there were, he did not use analytics. Well, John, I mean, Matt, it, John Matt is, is our gut feeling. Right. <laughs> and, and it's it. Somebody met one of the other meme pages messaged me and was like, are you, are you sure this just isn't kind of just like old man nostalgia thing? And I'm like, first, shut the fuck up. You have no <laughs> idea what you're talking about. Um, because I would reposted <laughs> Bomani Jones and said something that kind of I, I think I 
I've probably parroted here at some point, but it's basically that, you know, nobody was smarter without trying to make themselves sound smart than, than Madden or could explain it to you without trying to make themselves sound superior to you. Right. With no um, condescending manner whatsoever. Without, without any condescension. <laughs> right. And, um, and to be funny and to be all those things together is like, no, he was literally a one of one. Like, yeah. There isn't anybody that has been able to replicate all of it. Right. And like to the point where, you know, God, like they've tried to figure out ways to put a funny guy and, you know, a play by play guy in the booth with, with, or, you know, have a three man booth, a funny guy, a color guy, and a, and a play by play guy. Yeah. Dennis right? But, but they they keep failing because everybody's chasing that kind of like cultural touchstone that was John Madden. Yeah, that like ch- chasing the dragon. There and it's just and and there's imitators, um, not as many anymore. Um, I mean, Collinsworth was is a is try is a little bit there with his kind of like aw shucks kind of like here's a guy like you know Gruden was trying you know there was you know. And there were some similarities, right, between like really young Raiders coach, um, yeah. Super Bowl champ, big personality. But Gruden was just Gruden wasn't Gruden didn't connect with people, right? Because he's a you he's know a sociopath, <laughs> right? Um, but um, anyways, it was it was uh, the documentary's fantastic. Madden was fantastic, and uh, I'm glad. I mean, like he was the number one guy on Fox when the Niners were, and for the which was the NFC, which was is and is still the <laughs> NFC station when the Niners and got were were really good there in the in the in the nineties, and I heard a lot of Madden and a lot of Summerall, and they you know they announced some really terrible fucking games for me, and they announced some really fucking awesome games for me. Um, but, uh, a huge, huge, just kind of like he, he, in terms of the soundtrack, right. Of my life, like, you know, he would have, he would have a track on the soundtrack. Just, it would just, could just be Madden. Yeah. I mean, voice of a generation. Yeah. Without a doubt. It was cool how he, uh, he worked for every, every, yeah, he did all four of them. Yeah. And it just seemed like, you know, wherever it was hot, he was there. I mean, he did the NFC for a long time, and that's when the Giants, Cowboys, Niners, yeah. Packers, you know, all those those were the teams that were winning all those years. And he was – listening to him, like, describe Brett Farfros is like – is just living rent-free in my brain. I'll take that with me to the grave. Like, John Madden. That voice, yeah, yeah, that that whole like Brett Favre's just having fun out there. I mean, we can blame Madden for that, right? But like those two guys were kindred spirits, right? Like that was, um, I think, and from what I've read, like they just whenever they got together for those production meetings, they would just sit there and bullshit about anything not related to football. They just really enjoyed each other's company. But like two guys that just really liked fucking football, um. And, uh, anyways, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm bummed. 
Yeah. Yeah. We lost a grape, but I'm glad he was here, you know? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's, it's, uh, uh, anyways, I'm, 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 I was, I was, I was bummed. It was, yeah, uh, there's only going to be a handful of people that you'll, you know, essentially never meet that are going to have a big impact on your life. He's one of them. Yeah. Well, you met him, Doug. Well, I was t- you know, I'm trying to make you guys feel better. <laughs> <laughs> um, awesome. Well, the, uh, the the other thing that blew me away, I forgot that he got in, didn't get in the Hall of Fame until like 2006, which is its own fucking, that deserves its own fucking like 10 part Netflix series examining how he had been kept out of the Hall of Fame that long. Um, but when he got in, it was like specifically as a coach. And uh, I think he also got an award for being a contributor and some other stuff. So, um, anyway, yeah, isn't he in twice? Yeah, he's that's, in as both. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, I, I think he ended up getting in as both. But specific, he got specifically for the coach thing. It was wild that he had to wait till like 2006 for it. I think is that because uh, they wanted to put him in as both and they were waiting for him to finish? I don't know. Because yeah, that that would be would be a interesting reason for that if anybody could explain it yeah i don't know um we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Netflix. Speaking of the Hall of Fame, we'll move on to the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Cool. Um, there are... Let me just bring it up. I put this on my story. So there's there's two 49ers, which is the most important number. Um, I would... I can't imagine both of them getting in the same year. Um, but I'd I'd be okay with it, for sure. Um, let's see here. So there are three wide receivers. So I think there were five that were put forward towards the end here. Um, and the the three guys that made it through were Torrey Holt, 
Andre Johnson in his first year of eligibility, I think. Um, and Reggie Wayne, who's been waiting. So Tory Holt and Reggie Wayne, who've been waiting. And so that means no Steve Smith and no Heinz Ward. Um, Shoot. <laughs> uh, Willie Anderson and Tony Baselli were the linemen. You remember when we did our draft? Do we have that? Do you have that written down by any chance? I was looking for it and could not find it. I honest. might have it. I'm still looking for it. I cannot find it. Um, the uh, I got it right here. Oh, you do have it. Yep. Do you know? Do you know who we all picked? <clears throat> yep. Oh shit! Here we go. Yeah. Who what do you was want it? first? It was it was it uh, five picks each? I think so. Here, I'll do Trevor first. I don't. I didn't like uh, write down the order. I just had, I just wrote down who got who. Yeah. Okay. So Trevor, you got Rondé Barber, Tony Baselli, Devin Hester, uh, Vincent Wilfork, and Darren Woodson. Why three for five there? Yeah. Nacho, you had Leroy Butler, uh, Steve Smith, Demarcus Ware, Reggie Wayne. Patrick Willis. All right, so I missed on Steve Smith, which I I do think is horseshit, by the way. But yeah, that's a snub. Continue. It's appropriate. Fuck that guy. <laughs> um, I had Tory Holt. You're in Carolina country now, boy. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Uh, I had Tory Holt, Andre Johnson, Zach Thomas, Ricky Waters, Bryant Young. Still no Zach Thomas, right? No, he was. Yeah, no, he was. He was. He 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 got put up. Did he? Okay. Yeah, Mill. So so there's three wide receivers, two linemen, two D linemen, and I'm I'm using Bryant Young and Richard Seymour as D linemen, and I'm using uh, Demarcus Ware and Jared Allen as as edge guys. Uh, two defensive backs, so that's one safety, Leroy Butler, and one cornerback, Rondé Barber. Three middle linebackers, Sam Mills, Zach Thomas, Patrick Willis, and then Devin Hester, the returner. And those are your 15. So you've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven positions. Um, you've got seven positions that are that are pulled here. Um, All right, so, so, means- so, so I had four out of five. Just so we're, I'm not sure yeah, if we're Doug, still keeping track. Just Doug so you had, guys know, Doug had four out of five. You had Holt Johnson, uh, Brian the only Young. one you was Ricky Waters, right? Yeah. So between right. between the three of us, we ended up with what eleven out of the fifteen. Yeah, I think so. That's not bad. <clears throat> I'll take that. That's yeah. Funny. Um. Makes the playoffs. So, out of the three wide receivers, who do you think gets in? Holt, Tory Holt, Andre Johnson, Reggie Wayne. How many get in again? Five total out of the fifteen. So, who are your five? Not yet. You guys just want to each pick five, or how do you want to do it? Um. Yeah, we can do that. 
Or we can go by position too. Because I, I was I was thinking we do it by position just because like no I don't see anywhere on here where there's two guys that are so dominant that they're going to double up on a position. Like we don't have Randy Moss and T.O. going in in the same year. Right. Um, and they're usually going to in in these in these rooms they're basically debating these guys and they're stacking them up against other wide receivers and other hall of famers and there's guys pleading their case and pleading this case and pleading that case and it really comes down to it's like okay well here's what's going to happen you're going to get one wide receiver you're going to get one middle linebacker because they've got to start clearing these backlogs right so it's like because you've got i mean keekley's coming up he's going to be due um You've got Bobby Wagner's going to end up retiring. He's going to be due. It's like these middle, if they don't get ahead of the middle linebacker problem, they're going to have some issues here. Um, yeah. And then the wide receiver thing is going to go like, you're going to have a wide receiver in the hall of fame for like the next, every induction, probably for the next like seven years. Um, And so I think that like wide receiver, and middle linebacker, one of those, one guy from each position group is going to get in for sure. And then it's just kind of where do the other three come from? Um, and it's almost like process of elimination. So I'd say like, we could just do it the other way. Who are the five, who are the first five you'd get rid of out of these 15? Mm. I would probably say Jared Allison or Jared Allen, Willie Anderson, Andre Johnson, Sam Mills, Richard Seymour. So Jared Allen, Willie Anderson, Mills. Sam Mills, Andre Johnson, Richard Seymour. Just because Holt and uh, Reggie Wayne have been waiting a little longer, I think, right? Yeah. Oh, for sure. All three are worthy, so I think Holt or Reggie Wayne. I would have liked to have seen Reggie Wayne go in with Peyton last year, but whatever. Or I guess he wasn't eligible, was he? Or was he? No, he was he was eligible. Yeah. That would have been a cool thing, but whatever. Um Trevor, who would you get rid of? Who who are the five that you'd cut from that list of fifteen? I would cut Andre Johnson. I would cut um probably Vaselli, and that's because of our conversation. I know I nominated and picked him, but he really isn't seemingly that worthy, right? It's just, I mean, it's like there's greatness, right? But like, he's only had like a six-year career. Yeah, right, right. Um, Mills. Uh, I don't know. Probably Allen. Just for his haircut. <laughs> and I know that that man owns, if not multiple, yellow cars. But if you got a mullet, is the yellow car like more acceptable or less acceptable? It, I mean, it fits the character, right? It's ironic, but it's two, not. Two negatives equal positive, kind of thing. Maybe, yeah, yeah maybe. But okay, so uh, you got Andre Johnson, Tony Baselli, 
Sam Mills, Jared Allen. Who's your fifth? Who's your who's your fifth cut to bring it down to ten? Because this is how they do it. They cut. They, I said Baselli, right? Yeah, I got Andre Johnson, Baselli, Mills, and uh, Jared Allen. One more, Trevor. Is it Rondé's first year of eligibility? Might be. I don't know. Yeah, I'll go around it. So for me, it's Hester. Um, I'm just I'm not sure that I'm not sure my Hall of Fame needs a punt returner. Like even as great as he is, there's there's other ways to get. Yeah, but he's so he's you know what one of five, and that's then that he's so unique. I just it's like for a guy that only excelled. X number of times a season, right? Like to to keep somebody out, like Reggie yeah. Wayne. He changed, like to, yeah. To, for just in terms, of, it's it's like. But he changed game plans, right? You they they scheme for him, right? But like they they kick out of bounds to scheme for him. They've only got like, it's just only so like when a when the play ends in a kick, but it's not close enough for a field goal. Then is the only that's the only time now you've got to scheme around Devin Hester. Like it's just yeah. it's I see what you're saying. It's just it's, not it's a, it's a niche, but it's a what he's excelled so much in that niche. Right. I mean, but it's it's and I'm not saying that like this isn't that he's not great, right? But my my general feeling on the kick returners, and I said this on the last pod, is that I got a feeling that part of the reason those guys are back there is because sometimes a lot of the times they're expendable. Like we didn't see, you know, it's like you don't you, you didn't see Barry Sanders back returning kicks, even though he's the best open field runner that there fucking is, right? Like because he was too valuable to the rest of the game plan. Sure. Um there's that is there's logic there. And that like, yes, you were great, but like it's kind of being like you know, the, the, the tallest leprechaun kind of thing. Like you're great. Uh, you're the best of all the guys that were expendable enough to stand back there and be target practice. If they didn't signal fair catch, like it just, I don't want to, I, I, I mean, I don't, but nothing against Devin Hester. There's no fucking like, Oh, Devin Hester returned three against my team and I'll never forgive him. Like, it's just like, because this is the same argument with like Steve Tasker is like, dude, it's the best special teams guy I ever saw. It's like, yeah, are we, do we really think that there wasn't a better punt gunner um, in football or was Steve Tasker just the guy on the bills that was assigned to do it? Like, was there nobody else on the bills that would have done just as good a job, if not better, but he was too valuable to fucking go out there. Or maybe they had just been on the field for the last nine plays of a drive. And we're too tired to fucking go out there and be the punt gunner. Like it's that, like it's that thing for me with with the specialists. Um, if if uh, if Hester's getting in, I want my boy Josh Cribs in. Yeah, and it's like that's the thing. I don't see us getting. I don't just see us ever having multiple punt returners in in or, or kick returners in in the hall. Like I don't even think we need one necessarily. So like uh-huh. yeah, like Hester definitely made his hay as a punt returner. Like Cribs, what Cribs was a better kick returner. He had eleven 
over 11,000 yards most all time for Cribs, eight kick return touchdowns. Hester had, what is it? Hold on, I got to scroll down because he had five touchdowns and 7,000 return yards on, but then he had 14 return punt return touchdowns. Holy shit. (laughs) 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 Which Cribs only had three. So there's the difference. But, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Specialists like Hester was, Hester was fun. Plus it's like a dead position. Like, I don't know, like there's no more specialists or fullbacks going in the hall of fame. It's like the position really doesn't exist anymore with, with the changes to the way they kick, where they kick from. Like no one's really getting a fair shot at returns like they used to. All right, so my five that I'm cutting right off the bat are Hester, Andre Johnson, Richard Seymour, Sam Mills, and Tony Baselli. Um, so I guess we all agree on Andre Johnson. Um, Doug and I agree on Seymour. Trevor and I agree on Baselli. We all agree on Mills. Um, Did you say Jared Allen? I didn't say Jared Allen. Uh, you and you and uh, Trevor did. Okay. Um, and I almost said Barber, but I didn't. So, I guess now, having eliminated those, who who end up being your five, Doug? Or do we mm. want to? Go- yeah, my five. I mean. The guys I'm picking might not necessarily be the guys that make it, but I think, I mean, Reggie Wayne or Toy Holt is a big question, I guess, right? You got to pick one of those two guys. Like, one of those yeah. guys is getting in. So, I'm going to go, I mean, I guess he's been waiting longer, and I'll go with Holt. I'll take Tory Holt. Um, I think there's two guys that I really think should be in Zach Thomas and Bryant Young. So I think those are the easy picks for me. Um, so I got three guys in. This is where it gets a little tougher for me. Um, I mean, Willie Anderson or Tony Baselli have to get it. I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't see a need to put any of those two guys. Um. We already said no to Seymour, so we already got Bryant Young. I already got my linebacker. I mean, I guess Leroy Butler, is he going to make it? I hope so, man. He's got, you know. I think you rattled off some pretty good stats last time we were talking about this. You made a good case for him. He was, I think, my first pick for um, my first pick in that draft just because it was like he's – so underrated um and has like you know if you're just looking at first team all pros more than atwater um let's see here yeah more than atwater more than cliff harris more than aeneas williams um more than daryl green i mean more than ty law like john lynch just got in and john lynch had two first team all pros and Leroy butler had four um he just didn't go to the Pro Bowl as much, but the Pro Bowl sort of shit. Um, it's uh, and Leroy Butler just was a living nightmare for he was he was the linchpin of that 
Packers defense that was uh, um, so good in the in the nineties with um, not fucking Fritz Shermer was the defensive coordinator at the time, and Jesus Christ, they just tortured the Niners. Um, anyway, yeah, I, 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 Le- Leroy Butler deserves it, and it's not a household name by any means. Yeah, he absolutely deserves it. Yeah, I think so. that'll be my fourth guy, and then. I don't know. I'm looking at Rondé Barber, Demarcus Ware, and maybe even Reggie Wayne. Maybe they do put two receivers in there, you know, with with an influx of receivers to come now that the league is what it is. So maybe they're like, fuck it. Let's do Holt and Reggie Wayne. I'm doing Reggie Wayne. Two receivers getting in. Two receiver Hall of Fame class for Dougie. Yep. Trevor, who's your who's your five? We did I do I need to add Trevor back in? No, he's here. Trevor. All right, I'll go. Um so I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to put in Brian Young. Um Yep, yep, yep. That uh some somebody was in my DMs today and was saying uh he started the conversation with who? And I'm like, "Okay, for, first of all, um and Watch I just yourself. I uh, I sent him an article that had come out, and I think this came out after the podcast that we did, where it was like six of Young's contemporaries, including Willie Rofe, who's a Hall of Famer, um, but like Mark Schlereth and a few other guys that um, were there, and they got on a Zoom call with a bunch of Hall of Fame voters and were like, you guys better stop fucking around. Like, BY is a Hall of Famer. Um, and this this kid made and, and he all he was doing was basically being like, well, he's only got the one first team all pro. I'm like, yeah, but like that's not the be all and end all, first of all. Uh, second, he's got more tackles, more tackle and more tackles for loss than Warren Sapp um, and only seven less sacks. Like he has a hundred more tackles than than Warren Sapp. And um more tackles for loss just has like seven less sacks like he was by's problem was that he was quiet and he was well-rounded um and he played the run just as well as he played the pass and he was a top three d tackle in the league for like 10 years um and that's that should be enough especially he's got a ring um, he's got the all pro selection. Um, that should be enough. And hopefully eventually it will be, um, my beef will be, cause he asked me, he's like, you know, it's like, you're obviously biased in this. I'm like, listen, there's better players than, than there's all sorts of guys have to wait for the hall. It happens all the time. Right. Yeah. Um, and I get it, but it's like, if Richard Seymour gets in before BY, that will be like, oh come on, guys, right? Like, be and 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 the reason for that is because when Richard Seymour was coming up, Bryant Young was the comparison. They're like, oh, he's like a young uh, Bryant Young. Well, Bryant Young ended up with like forty more sacks, X number more tackles, um, than Richard Seymour, and they basically played the same position: defensive tackle versus like a uh, was it the the def- the three four defensive end? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's very similar positions, right? 
Um, and uh, the five technique. Yeah, the five technique. Anyway, so you know the um, if it's Richard Seymour getting in before Bryant Young, not saying Richard Seymour doesn't deserve to get in. He should have his case heard and all that other stuff. But like Bryant Young's got to start getting some love. Like he's he's fucking he deserves this. Um, I'm not gonna put Patrick Willis in. I think we can only get one middle linebacker, and I think it's damn time for Zach Thomas to get in. So go with Zach Thomas. Um, I I'm gonna say Demarcus Ware needs to needs to go in first ballot. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Reggie Wayne over Tory Holt. Um, it's close, and I I I'm I w- I don't care who goes in as long as one of them goes in. I don't think you can. I don't think you're gonna be able to have a class without a wide receiver for like the next. So you've got, let's just, let's just break this down real quick. You've got Steve Smith, Heinz Ward, and then these three guys, um, you know, Wayne Holt and Johnson, and all of them are going to get in. Um, be, and the reason I'm, I'm rattling this off is because a bunch of people are like, Hey, no Heinz Ward again. And I'm like, well, out of all these five, Heinz Ward has like the fewest yards, the lowest yards per reception. He's first in touchdowns, but he's only first in touchdowns by like two because like third has like 82 touchdowns and he's got 84, 85 or something like that. So it's, um, but then Anquan Bolden has more yards and receptions than, than Heinz Ward too. So like you've got, so if four of these guys get in, you've got 2022, 23, 24, 25 all sewn up if four of those six get in and i'd say ward is at the bottom of those six and that's just if four absolutely that's just that's just if four of the six get in well then larry fitzgerald is due for enshrinement in 2026 then then now you've got to start wondering it's like when does julio retire because julio is going to go first ballot maybe second ballot um, and then he said, I've got Heinz Ward as better than Julio. And that's basically where I ended the conversation. Yeah. There's no I, point I, after that. I don't need to keep ha- talking to you, sir. Um, what? So, right. Exactly. He's like, well, uh, Julio doesn't score touchdowns. I'm like, okay, we're good. That's fine. I'm good. I'm all set here. Um, so anyway, so I've got BY. So anyway, I just I basically just penciled out how every year for the through 2027, 2028, we might have um we might have a wide receiver going every single year without it being an issue. Yeah. Um and then that leaves Oh my shit, man. I got to go with my Roy my, my boy Leroy. So there's my 5. I got B.Y., uh, Zach Thomas, DeMarcus Ware, Reggie Wayne, and Leroy Butler. Those are my five. Trevor, you back? I'm here. I like it. I've been here. Well, uh, we were calling out for you. Maybe we couldn't hear you or something. But... Uh, I was, and I, I did I did get booted there. Um, I think the Heinz Ward conversation is a lot like the Julian Edelman conversation. Heinz Ward's better, and and then certainly... You know, it's more of a prospect for Hall of Fame, but I think it's a similar conversation. 
Heinz Ward here. So here's here's where I will disagree with you to a degree, but it's only just to make sure that everybody knows that Julian Edelman doesn't belong anywhere near the Hall of Fame. Um, right. Like Heinz Ward has almost double the yards, I think, of Julian Edelman. Right. I'm just saying it's the same. He's the same. The numbers aren't there, but there's an impact, and that's the argument. No, well, I mean that's but that's the thing. I mean, Heinz Ward has the thousand receptions. He's got, um, he's got twelve thousand yards. Sure, he's um, more qualified. Certainly, he's more way qualified. more. I'm just he's, saying, he's, he's he's got the counting stats, um, but like, and and so I think to your point, Trevor, Heinz Ward is a guy that's going to have to wait 10, 12, 13 years to maybe get in somewhere down the line and hope right. that hope that he catches a a break in this stream of wide receivers that have better stats than him um and he just kind of slips in one year whereas like Julian Edelman should just fall off the ballot like it shouldn't yeah. they he I don't think Julian Edelman will ever make even a finalist list like I don't think he'll even get down to the final 15 not <clears> once <throat> And somebody will come there. There's going to be a lot of big numbers coming from receivers for the next however many years. So, yeah, but he's yeah. going to get swallowed up there. Yeah. So, right. um, anywho, um, Trevor, you're five. I think Hester, um, just based on his uh, unique niche, and 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 to your point before, Doug, I, I think because it's a dead position, I think he may be the last one. And I think that makes him uh, more qualified, and he should be there. Um, I, Zach Thomas, hundred percent. Leroy Butler, hundred percent. Um, Young, and uh, I think Reggie Wayne out of that receiver group, um, just because of Peyton getting in like kind of last time, and and him being right along there with him. That'd be fucking wild for Peyton, Edgerin. Uh, Marvin Harrison and Reggie Wayne to all get in them only have one ring. And then Dallas Clark is sitting out there going, what the fuck about me guys? Right. Like that was those four guys, all like the, the, the hall of famers all over that offense at every fucking skill position. And right. they only get the one ring together. Um, is uh that's just fucking wild. Miami. Fucking right, Tom so Brady. The, the guys we agree on are BY, Zach Thomas, uh Butler, Butler, and uh Reggie Wayne. Reggie Wayne. Oh, and, and yeah, Zach Thomas. Um, so so my my lone gunman is uh where Trevor yours is Hester and Doug yours is Tory Holt. Those are the those are the only ones we we uh, we agree on eighty percent of them. So they're locks. That just means those four guys are locks. So. Pretty much. I'm I, I'm glad we got eleven of fifteen in our goofy little draft there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Goofy guys, wild hmm. crazy stuff. Um. All right. Well, it's uh, it's picks draft time. Um, oh shit! I didn't even did I? I didn't total up who won last time. Do it. Do it. 
Big winner. So Doug, you so okay. So uh, shit. Let's let's hold on. This is where I'm I am unprepared right now. Um, I'm caught with the pants down. So okay. So uh, Broncos beat the Raiders. Did they? No, Raiders beat the Broncos right last week. Yeah, uh, Raiders beat the Broncos. Bengals won. Yes. Big. Yes. Um, the Bills won. One, two, three, four. Doug, shit, you're at five. Vikings lost. Did the Falcons win? Falcons won. Damn, Doug. This is a record. I don't think we've ever had anybody do six before. Um, Bucks, Cowboys, Rams. The Cardinals lost. Fucking bums. Um, Dolphins won. Correct. Yes. Pats lost. Ravens lost. Steelers got smoked. So Doug's at six. I'm at four. Trevor, you had the Chiefs and Packers. They both won. The Saints lost. The Seahawks lost. The Lions lost. Lost. Um, the Jaguars lost. Football team lost. Jets won. Yeah. So same orders last time. Doug, you go first. Got six picks, Doug. Well done. Oh. Doug, not Joe, and then Trevor. Uh, we'll go eight rounds again. And uh, that'll be that. All right. Man, this is weird. Week 17, and there's still one to go. Um, all right, so let's take a gander here. Some good games on. There's a couple big spreads. Uh, ooh, the Bills look mighty comfortable. I would say probably the Patriots over the Jaguars will be my first pick, though. Let's let's see if they can avoid the the, the fate of the Chargers. Yeah. My my second round pick is now one three straight ever since I noticed that they were 0 and 4. <laughs> I just I just can't have anything. I can't even I they're just taking my taint away from me. That um, is the taint. Right. It's just like I'm like, oh that's hey, the, that looks that looks like a trend taint. That's <laughs> the nature of the taint. Yeah. yeah. I just I just can't I just can't ever have anything. The Taint's yeah. heart desires what it wants. Taint's strong, man. Fucking Taint, man. Fucking, fucking taint. Luke Skywalker over here. Um, God, I've been I, okay. Um, I'm riding. I'm riding the Bucks. I think I've had them like this is like five, six straight weeks, something like that. So I'm going with the Bucks over the Jets. All right. Okay. Well, thanks for leaving the uh, bills for me, guys. Appreciate it. I'm gonna go Bills. And I'm going to go Bills, and I'm going to go with the Niners. Bills and Niners. All right. All good um, picks. Okay. So, Giants-Bears, Chiefs-Bengals. Dolphins, Titans, Raiders, Colts, Eagles, and the football team, Rams and Ravens, Broncos and Chargers, uh, Cowboys, Cardinals, Carolina and the Saints. The 
Saints need to lose. <laughs> if the Niners win and the Saints lose, uh, Niners lock up a playoff spot, lock up the sixth seed. Um, Vikings, Packers. There's, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Packers. I just don't. I just yeah. don't see Kirk Cousins beating the Packers twice in one season. I mean, what do you even really need to? You've already cursed them. Like, just let them have their one seed, and just the, their fall from grace will be that much more mighty. Like be, beating them twice would just be overkill. <laughs> unnecessary, flagrant, even fifteen-yard penalty, taunting. Uh, Doug, you're up. Oh shit! All right. Well, I'm gonna go with. Uh, probably gonna go with the Colts over the Raiders. Uh, it just feels right. Colts looking real nice. Aren't the Colts aren't, aren't the Colts due for a letdown at some point? Yes. Yeah, is Wentz gonna play? Doesn't matter. So yes. <laughs> and then on a back-to-back pick, this is where it gets a little trickier. But <coughs> man, I don't know. I guess I'm gonna pick against the Lions. They've had their fun this year. They're losing the rest of their games. I'll take the Seahawks at home. Word. And those are my back to back picks. So Seahawks and who? What was it? Uh, the Colts and Seahawks. That was it. Catch me paying attention. Um, are people are starting to fucking hype Burrow up like he's already like? Yeah, five yard, five hundred yard game. Yeah. Bart, Bart, Bart Scott had things to say this morning that people in my DMs were upset about, like. Basically saying that the Ravens were trotting out their fucking JV team and everybody should fucking relax. Um, I'm going to go with the Titans. I've, I have seen that Titans defense do terrible things to elite quarterbacks such as Patrick Mahomes, uh, Josh Allen, Jimmy Garoppolo, and, uh, um, you know, it's, uh, I think it's time Tua got his got his comeuppance. So I'm gonna go with the Titans. Congratulations, yeah, Dolphins, on your win. <laughs> that streak ends or or it doesn't. Right. Uh, I'm gonna <laughs> go not Joe's taint versus an eight game or seven game winning streak. Let's let's go. Matchup <laughs> of the week. I'm gonna go uh Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? The man, the the Cardinals. I just don't. It's hard for them to you know what four straight losses, right? Or would this be five? This would be four straight. This it just it just feels so. I mean, who would you who would you rather face in the playoffs right now? The Cardinals or the Rams? Cardinals. Oh, the Cardinals for sure. Yeah. I don't that know. What is, is it? What is it about fucking Kingsbury, man? He's a douchebag. 
other than that this is justice in the world i guess (laughs) (laughs) you can't be you can't be that good looking in that good a shape make that much money and actually be good at your job like most people are going to take the kings cliff kingsbury life guaranteed sure again i can be that good looking i can be that rich and i and i'm but 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 I'm going to be almost good enough at my job to be good. Like but not that's, that. his, that's his curse. Like he's good enough at his job to almost be good. Yep. But it's all because his name is Cliff with a K. And he's just got to push that really good looking ball up that hill over and over and over and then getting to week nine and it just rolls back down in his face. Anyways, it's there's is some glorious about it. Somebody asked me on on the in the story today who would surprise me if they got fired, and I had to put him up there. Like, it would surprise me, but it also there's a case for. I mean, like, I could have said Belichick, but you know, taking some guys that might actually like could the owner get antsy and be like, dude, like we need somebody to come in here and actually win the second half of the season. Um. All right, Trevor, Cowboys. You said Cowboys. You got one more pick. I interrupted you. I'm gonna do Cowboys and I'm gonna do Rams, and that's that's a I think that's a shifty pick, um, based on the the Ravens' late performances. Uh, but they do not seem to be a team on the up and up. That's for sure. No, no. and Lamar's Lamar's not is, is going to be hobbling into this one. I think he was he was limping around at practice today. Yeah, so. Um, I'm gonna go with the Chiefs. I'm uh, I'm not a believer in Bengal magic. Um, just yet, not not trashing them. Don't have strong opinions on this, but the Chiefs look like the class of maybe the league right now, which is you know its own fucking podcast but um i'm gonna go with the chiefs that's a good pick uh i'm gonna go with the saints at home against sam darnold darnold's back let's go saints no let's not let's go panthers let's go panthers if the niners win they're in right a win the niners win out they're in no matter what. Or Niners win this week with a Panthers win this week. Niners are also in. They clinched this week. Oh, I thought if the Niners and Eagles win, they're in. The Niners only team they lose a tiebreaker against is the Saints. Um, Weird. And if it's a three-way tiebreaker, the Niners are like double fucked because they lo- they lose the benefit of the head-to-head that they have against the Eagles. So Saints just kind of have to keep losing. So go Panthers. Come on, Matt Rule. Rule with an um, H. Saints. Saints and then who, Dougie? Uh, on uh, coming back. I mean, I guess the Chargers against the Broncos. They should beat the Broncos at, when they're in their in their hometown. The Chargers? 
I mean, not necessarily home field advantage, but they're in the city they represent. I mean, sure, it's just that team is just never a should, in my opinion. Well, I mean, they just they just had a heartbreaking loss, so you know that they're going to come back and miss a field goal at the very end of the game or something, right. <laughs> just to like really sink it in. Is Drew Lock playing? I think that's a factor. I'm going charges. Yeah, God, Drew Lock. So there was the other. So one of the other guys I said would be I'd be surprised if he got fired was Vic Fangio, and Broncos fans got real sad with me. They're like he sucks. He doesn't have. He Pat Shermer sucks. Their offense sucks. I'm like, dude, show me the quarterback that they've given Fangio to that's even remotely capable. Even remotely capable. Drew Locke has started more games for Vic Fangio than any other quarterback. That's not fair. That's punishment. Um, the Broncos just seem like the guaranteed destination for one of those two big guys, Wilson or Rogers. Or, or well, Rogers, Wilson right? put it out there today that he hopes to stay with the Seahawks. Yeah, it's, we'll see. he's got enough. He's got enough pieces to win a Super Bowl. He says. <laughs> he doesn't fuck. He's just trying to make sure they block for him like a little bit this week. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh, that's just lying. He's lying. Yeah, he's lying. Like he's lying. Um, he's, you know, he's so I'm, sick of that shit. I'm, I'm gonna go. Uh, gosh, we're starting to starting to get ugly here. Um, I'm gonna go with the Ravens. Um, you know, proud proud franchise. Uh, good coach. Um, I'm uh, I'm thinking their backs are up against the wall. You know, they're they're gonna fight. They're gonna come out. They're gonna fight. And we'll we'll see what happens. And and because the Rams are, you can be you can push the Rams around, if if you want to. So we'll see if the Ravens want to. So Trevor, you're up. The Giants. I gotta pick the Giants here. G-Men. Yeah. Fuck. Fuck Matt Nagy, and I'll be so mad if we lose, which we could. But I'm just gonna do this. I'm gonna will it to happen. Um, and I'm also going to pick the Eagles. So, um, yeah, there's my uh, three NFC picks, NFC East picks. <laughs> would, you like, would you like the football team for the quadfecta? Um, I, I might have to go do that because it's a possibility. <laughs> it is. All right. Man, that voicemail from Madden to Kaufman was pretty great. Yeah, it was. It absolutely was. And that was such a I remember watching that game and being like, We can we can fucking do this. Man, like after after the after the week seventeen game, you're like, Holy shit, we might actually be able to go on a run. Yeah, because that team was you know seemingly invincible. That was arguably the greatest football team that ever played. Yeah. Um and uh I think it gave the team a shitload of confidence. I think that I think that game is what went on the Super Bowl. So does man. Yep. God Smart damn, man. We're, this is this is a clusterfuck right now. Um. God. I. I I'll go with the Browns. Confidently, huh? That was my next pick. I. Who's uh, back? 
Um, no, I mean, I, 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 I was just, I was, I was defending Baker in the DMs today. I'm, I'm out here saying like, you can win a Super Bowl with Baker. I know, I, I don't know if it's this year, as he's beat the fuck up, and everything else is just kind of like season from hell for him. But, um, he's certainly a guy that like, you know, can get Flacco hot, can get, you know, um can can be a cog in the wheel for sure um you know with the right team around him i think you can fucking win the super bowl with him and i don't think this i mean the steelers just got whooped the browns need this they've got a path and um yeah i'm i'm throwing my i'm throwing my taint in with baker sorry doug do it no i like it i uh I'm I'm riding with Baker. It's been a rough year for him. He's playing through a lot. Injuries, getting death threats from people. Death threats, dude. From people from from Cleveland. Um, What the fuck is with people? Which it's like, you know. Cleveland? Sometimes I think these people are kind of talking to themselves when they make these death threats to Baker. Um, Like that's what they want to say to themselves. There was a congressman. Maybe he's a senator. I think he's a congressman. That... um, Somebody DM'd him and was like, you know, I'm going to fucking kill you. And he starts talking to the guy. And he goes, hi, I'm I'm Eric. What's your name? And the guy's like, Jeremy. And uh, and then they start talking. And he's like, and 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 the, the screenshots go on for like 12 or 13, 15 screenshots. Like they're having full-fledged conversation. And every, about once a screenshot, the, the congressman pulls like one little more piece of information out of him. He's like, hey, what, where, where, do, where are you at? He goes, oh, I'm up in Canada. Oh, okay, what parts? Vancouver. Oh, okay. And it's like, what do you do? Um, you know, what do you do? Yeah. Oh, I'm a contractor. Anyway, he just keeps working it all, gets his first name, gets his last name, get, and, then, and then starts posting the screenshots and is like, yeah, I'm sending this to the FBI. <laughs> like, do stop making fucking death threats to people, you fucking morons. Everybody, Jesus. Everybody stop. I don't get it. I, I will tell you the first time a fucking 12-year-old tells you to kill yourself on social media, that happened to me. First time it happened to me five years ago, it was like, that. Eh. I mean, <laughs> I'm sitting there going like, is he right? Should I? <laughs> Wait a minute. But I... I hadn't considered that this year. Hold on, uh, hold on. Um. Anyways, but yeah, it's stop. Don't don't tell people to kill themselves, people. Yeah. Or that you're going to kill them or anything else. Like, yeah. shut the fuck. Look out. at the man in the mirror in that situation. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. All right. I picked the Browns. Doug, you're picking. So I got two picks. Two picks. Oh man, Whamalama Ding Dong, huh? Well, I guess I'm going to go with the Bears at home against Travassier's Giants. Sorry, Travassier. That's okay. Is it Nick Foles versus Mike Glennon? Yeah. We're going to go with all that net. Is that, that's, just, that's just two guys with like really long shafts, just in different places. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's extra skin there. Oh. <laughs> 
Uh, Two guys that would happily share a few inches with with somebody if they needed it. Just, I mean, is Mike Glennon's <laughs> neck about the only thing that could fit Nick Foles' dong? I mean, is that what we're? Uh oh. <laughs> is that where we're going? Are they a match made in heaven? Is like Glennon the Nick Foles of necks? Of necks, he's, he's the Nick Foles. <laughs> Big neck, Mike. Oh my God, that's going up as a meme. <laughs> the giraffe bowl. No, oh. you, I mean, you could definitely use Mike Lennon's neck as like, uh, you know, um, a unit of measurement. <laughs> yes. um, so Nick Foles is like Mike Glennon big. <laughs> <laughs> Like with the girth and everything. <laughs> <laughs> so you've seen Nick Foles in the shower. How big is he? He's like ah, like a Glennon. He's like a one. He's like one one and a half Glennons. Damn. <laughs> I mean, I heard he was a Merton Hanks, but Glennon. A Glennon. <laughs> well, I mean, Davis Mills is like a three quarter Glennon. It's like it's like uh, Fahrenheit and Celsius. Um, oh my god it's like it's measuring the same thing it's just a different like you know in europe they call him the davis in 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 europe it's a davis mills but here in the here in the states we're the only country in the world that measures everything in a glennon (laughs) (sighs) we like to do things our own way say that how do how do we not make hundreds of thousands of dollars off this podcast I don't know because because this is world class fucking entertainment. <laughs> oh yeah. my god! Right, Diamond me, in the rough. You people aren't sharing. You people aren't sharing this with enough. Right. Stop keeping your own personal kind of secret. Yeah, it's not a great restaurant. It will not hurt you if it gets popular. I promise. Uh, you fucking hipsters! Like you were here at the beginning. It's fine. We get it. I'll send you a sticker. Just yeah, start you'll get sharing it with your fucking friends that are in enter- the entertainment industry. Yeah. yeah. Like we'll like we'll announce the new name soon enough, and you can be the guy like I was on board when it was the not Joe Flacco. See, podcast. yeah. But fucking, until then, until then, fucking get to sharing, motherfuckers. Yeah. Um, all right, all right. Uh, Bears and Bears and. I'm gonna go with littering and. Man, this next one, I think I'm gonna go with the Cardinals. They got uh, they could do that. Ooh. That was going to be my pick. It's just like, that's too good a record to be buried here in the seventh round. Yeah. Um, and I'm, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, am I going to double end this one? Um, I'm gonna go with the. I'm gonna go with the Bron. Oh shit! Yeah, I'm gonna go with the. Oh god, there's no way I'm going with fucking Drew Locke. Hold, no, <laughs> hold. Um, Steady. I gotta, I gotta double end something here. No, I'll go with the Raiders. On the maybe the Colts are gonna, you know, hit a bump in the road. This this feels like a a, a potential. Oh, the Colts are at home. Eh. I could have made a better pick there, but we're good. Trevor, you're up. 
Two, right? Two. Your last two. Utah. Give me two. I'm going to uh, I'm going to double down on that uh, NFC East Championship game there with the football team. And um, I'm going to go with the Bengals. I'm riding that train. I'm going with the Bengals. Coming in hot. So, Jesus, my choice is the Falcons at the Bills, the Jaguars, the Jets, Broncos, Texans, Panthers, Lions, Vikings. I'm going to go with the Vikings. I thought the Panthers were picked already. Nope. Doug, didn't you pick the Panthers? No. Nope. I picked the Saints. Saints. I said said go Panthers because we were talking about the Saints. I was talking about how the Panthers needed to. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Panthers wouldn't be a bad pick there. I mean, it's, you know, it's like you don't know who you're fucking – who's the quarterback going to be in New Orleans? Hmm. Uh, I'll take the Dolphins with the last pick. Why not? They're seven in a row, right? Yeah. Not often you get the a team on a seven-game winning streak with the – what is that? The twenty fourth pick in the draft. That was my last pick, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I just I stayed away from that one. I I, I like that Titans. I like the Titans for that one, but you know, twenty fourth pick in the draft. Not many better options. Good value. Good value. Yeah. Um. Well, cool, fellas. Yeah. Trevor, you're still engaged. Still, yeah. Full full week. Well, no, no, it's not full week, but yeah. <laughs> oh, fucking taint right there, bro. Oh, geez. <laughs> um, all right, good shit. Uh, Doug, you've got 10 months to find a John Madden Halloween costume. It'll be easy, buddy. Working on it, young, just, uh, young. just going through my dad's closet. So, yeah, I got already. V-neck sweater with the 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 big collar shirt. Man, I would do anything to be able to do a good John Madden imitation. Well, I'll have have Kurt talk you through it. Hey, the devil, if you're out there, soul, <laughs> soul for sale, real cheap. Good John Madden imitation. That's all I want. <laughs> Doesn't even have to be great. Just give me a good one. I just said good. <laughs> All right, you <laughs> like the soul, you know, it's a little tarnished itself. It's fine. Brett like Favre, for like, here's a guy. Oh man, right. he's the best. Just the best. I, I like, I, I, I missed him. Like it was so, like he's been so out of the loop, like you know, out of the the public eye for what fifteen years almost now. Yeah. That like I like get watching the documentary. I'm like, man, I missed him, and and then like knowing that he just like died that morning. It was like, fuck. So I wanted to ask, and we can end it with this: What can the NFL do? Like, dude, I'm. They should rename the Lombardi Trophy the Madden Trophy, as far as I'm concerned. Like, what do you think would be a good thing to honor Madden? Make it the Pro Bowl roster, the Madden roster. I hated this. somebody brought up like hey like instead of the all pro team they just rename it to the all madden team. And I I hated that idea because the all madden team was just something 
way more specific. Yeah. Um, and it'd probably be tough to tie in because of the video game, no? I think that they... I think they should absolutely get a... You know, like a the the John Madden, you know, trenchman of the year or something, something for the big guys. Um, where it's like there's there's something for an offensive or a defensive lineman that you know is an award that they can win that isn't just going to be something that's uh, um, or everybody. Maybe it's like the Walter Payton Award where everybody puts up their one um every team nominates their one all Madden guy, their Madden award winner for the team. And then there's like uh you know, cause because with the Walter Payton Award, right? Like every single game they highlight the Walter Payton guy and the and the guy gets a little patch on his jersey that is, you know, Walter Payton patch on his jersey. Unless well, un- unless that's not a thing, and Russell Wilson just had one made, which I wouldn't put past him either. Um, <laughs> but like that, that seems fitting, right? That like, you know, have like at the three quarter mark, every team announces their Madden nominee, and then at the end of the year, you know, it's uh, um, it's that guy. The, 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 those those guys get voted on or something like that or s- something I don't know but that seems like a a cool way to do it because I don't like the all pro team should just stay the all pro team because the all Madden team was something different it wasn't just the best players it was the guys that like it was the guys he liked watching play right it's almost a knock because it's not the same qualifications right that would not be the right thing to do yeah it was what's, just what's the uh the MVP award have a have a have a name? It doesn't, oh, right? No. That could be a Madden trophy. The John Madden NFL MVP award. Sounds good to me. I'm 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 with it, but I think they should do something that's specific to like create one for him and it's like the heart and soul guy. Yeah, like figure who, out a way that, that the guy who loves football the most. Yeah, yeah. like yeah, the Niners have um an award called the Len Eshmont award. And it's for the most inspirational guy on the team. Um, and you know, it's like, there's, if you, if you look at the last 40 years of the Niners, like it's, you know, Ronnie lots on there and stuff. Bryant young actually won it like eight times and nobody else has won it more than like twice or some shit. Um, and, uh, but something like that, like something that's like, you know, that is, isn't just like that you're not looking at stats for right because that's not what madden was about like he did like nobody wants to sit there and you know it's like because the qb winning the john madden mvp award every year would just fly in the face of like what john madden was all about right that's true yeah that's true um like something that's like that resonates a little more his legacy yeah, I think it would be creating something. Yeah, I think that like the like every every team nominating a, a Madden, a Madden guy from their team the same way they do a Peyton a Walter Payton guy that that speaks to me. Just kind of sitting here in the moment thinking about it. Yeah, it does. 
Agreed. Something. Oh, they're doing something. Yeah. Oh, and they, like they bring passed. back fucking put Madden back on the fucking cover of his got own goddamn football game. I, I mean, they be, should do that next year. I would take it an even step farther, and I want him commentating the games again. For real. Like get rid, like get get the fucking players off the thing, man. Who gives a shit? I want ambulances driving on the field again, <laughs> running over people. God damn it! Um, yeah, no, we need we need some like we need we need to hear boom again. Boom. That's what, that's what we need to hear. So, um, anyways, it's been it's been a fun pod, you know. Aside from talking about. John, John, it was fun talking about Madden. I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah, it's definitely a bummer he's gone, but yeah, that guy's an absolute legend and nothing but appreciation. Again, that guy is narrating my life in my head. Yeah, no, he's, uh, God, can you imagine him like narrating us like one of our, one of our drunkest nights together? Just like <laughs> if, if, if Madden was not, if Madden was narrating that, that like trip to Chicago. Yeah, well, here's um, here's here's when the headbutts come out, right? Or even just having him and Summer off, <laughs> right? Uh, anyways, all right, good pod, boys. We'll uh, we'll see you Monday after Browns Steelers. Ooh, go Browns! Go, go Browns. Browns! Come on, winning record. I don't care if we don't make the playoffs. Let's have a winning record. Win these last two games. Go Browns! And be the Steelers. All right. See you, boys. Later. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.